Welcome to another episode of Perceptions of Life. My name is Amina Zoe and today in this beautiful episode I had the pleasure to talk with Samantha from the Self Club about the divine masculine and the divine feminine energies. And we're diving into questions like why it is so important um, to connect with the inner wisdom that these energies bring with them and also what kind of qualities the masculine and the feminine energies have and how we are maybe able to to take a look into what a wounded masculine and feminine energy energy look like um, and how we can heal that you know how we can heal from these collective and personal traumas and um, grow from these kind of parts within us and I do believe that this is one really powerful um, episode because we are really diving into that information of um, how we can practically look at certain patterns and identify them as a wounded part within us and then in this moment when we are able to observe that to really allow us to transform it and um, yeah we're giving you the tools to do that and I'm just very excited what you're going to say about this episode I really enjoyed it and I hope you do that too and yeah just have fun listening to that Hello, hey Amina. Hello. It's happening. How exciting. <laughs> it's happening. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm really excited. And this topic is so juicy. Like, I think everyone needs to understand what we're going to talk about today. <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be really, really good. How are you feeling yeah, today? I'm feeling very, very good. I already had some work and uh, also connected already with my mentor and we were talking again about this huge topic like the divine feminine how we how I myself can actually express the um, like my needs and how I also can create spaces um, for other people to be open to that you know and um, yeah it's just amazing how are you doing yeah, I'm doing great. I had an amazing yoga class and, you know, just came back into balance. And um, yeah, it's been it's been interesting times, really weird times for me, a lot, a lot shifting. I think not only for me, really, with for everyone, with the eclipses that just um, passed and the solstice that just happened. So much energy has been shifting over the past few weeks. Um, and I think that, well, for people that are connected to astrology, we might know a little bit of what's going on on a planetary level, but other people are just kind of living it and being like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. been interesting. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. With astrology is super funny because um, we know what's going on, but at the same time, like the emotions are still happening within us and we're like, oh my gosh, it's, I can feel it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So yeah, here we are feeling it all. <laughs> yeah. 
Mm. Okay, let's let's just um, close our eyes and jump into the into the open water and see what's going to happen there. Um, yeah, I love doing that. Okay, so um, I think the the overall topic is is clear. We want to talk about the divine feminine and the divine masculine energy and um, what I think is very important for the people to know is that we all have masculine and feminine energy within us and it's not separated into the genders and um, yeah I want to ask you or open the space for you to maybe explain a little bit about the qualities of the yeah feminine and masculine energy and what's maybe different yeah that's great um so yeah that's great because i think right now with all the gender confusion that exists uh you know we don't want to polarize further or say oh the men look like this women look like this not at all we all embody all of these qualities right and so masculine energy is this like um protective energy right it's more like the container it is um in its highest essence, you know, disciplined, it knows what it needs to do when it gets it done. It's the doing, right? And the feminine is a little bit more the flowing. It's, it's the feminine is what's really connected to life force, right? The feminine can birth not only physical things, but, you know, ideas, right? So it's connected to life. It's intuitive. It feels, it flows. It's the being versus the doing. Um, it, I always say it's sort of like a river, so the um, the feminine is the water and the masculine is the container right but if the if the water doesn't have a container to hold it the 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 feminine just ah it goes all over the place you know <laughs> so it needs a little bit of a container like a physical it's like almost like imagine uh, we are when we are born we have this soul and these emotions and it's contained within like a physical body, right? That then you can see and, and touch, right? So that's a little bit of like the feminine and masculine um, principles. We can go a lot deeper into it, but it's just like sense it, right? The, mm -hmm. the physical, the container, and then the flow and the life just to simplify it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And at that point, I think um, every, every single one of us can identify oneself with both kind of energies because we know how it is um, having an idea, having something that inspires us. And then in the next moment, be like, hey, I want to do this, you know, and actually going into the activity. And that's like exactly one, the, the feminine energy and then the masculine energy. And yeah, it's, it's happening both within. Yeah, and that's an interesting point because that part of like, oh, if we're always just listening to our emotions and our intuition, maybe we change our mind every day. Right? <laughs> but then it's like the masculine that comes in. It's like, no, you know, what's the most important thing? What did you commit to? You know, it's like, it's that focus and that discipline and protecting what's sacred when the feminine might just want to be flowing all of the time, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it, but it requires that balance because also the problem with the masculine, the masculine has to be informed by the feminine because, the, and this is what we see in the world today. I'm sorry, I'm getting into this already, but what we see in the world today, right, is like this, this patriarchal model that has, 
um, elevated the masculine. And so we have the masculine protecting, right? Like things, this is the way it is going. And then, and then what does it turn, what does it turn into if it's protecting and fighting for with force something that is not life itself? Well, the only mm. thing it ends up protecting is its own ego. Mm. It ends up protecting power, money, bullshit that truly is actually not at the service of life itself, but it's killing life. And that's the world we live in today, right? It mm. is a world where there is war and, you know, people dying for money, for power, for ego. And it's at the expense of life. And we see it on like, obviously in big scales, like literally people in different countries that are being exploited dying, but also within ourselves, right? Like we and our souls are dying because we keep doing all of these things that society told us to do. But what for? If we're not yeah. in touch with our deepest essence and intuition and what brings us to life. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, I mean it's um it's such a big point because now you know we're feeling again um or we're putting the plug back into the divine feminine um that we have you know ignored for such a long time and um the the masculine energy is like you know trying to protect something but there is nothing to protect you know because we have disconnected from this energy that is like flowing and inspiring and expanding and has so much, you know, space and um, power. And, you know, now is kind of the time where um, we're learning coming back into balance. We're learning how to um, connect to the divine feminine and also to embrace more the masculine energy. And I see it always like, um, like because when i talk about relationships for me i have the image of the man sitting there and holding the space and the woman dancing in that space you know because this is mm. what feminine and masculine energy is for me and that's the same metaphor as the river you know and it's both are perfect together you know they're working and um, being beautifully working together yeah and it's, it's, yeah do you know why it's so important right now in the collective why it's in all our heads or in in many spiritual heads and um why why is the time right now what do you think yeah i think that um i think we're questioning a lot of the structures right that we have been a part of um, for a long time. And obviously, I think that the rising of the feminine has been one of the biggest and most important trends of the last century. Um, you know, the fact that a uh, 100 years ago, we couldn't vote, we probably couldn't be having this conversation in a public place, we, you know, it's major radical stuff. And, um, and we see as well, it's not only and it's not only with women, right, but it's also men. Um, it's like, so, I, and I see the, in the world right now, that is necessary and important. And it's, and, and I think gender is such a basic structure 
and it it has become it has become like a box that we've been put in you know and so if we want to get out of the box of being a woman and being a man i mean obviously we see there's many different people protesting in many different ways right the way that i let's say protest is well like it doesn't mean what society has says it meant for the last millennia let's redefine what femininity looks like so that we can all be our full selves let's redefine what masculinity looks like so we don't feel trapped in some structure trying to be or pretending to be something that we're not you know mm. um so yeah i think that that is one of the reasons why and i think this and, and the another reason why is that I think that as human beings, we have this like search within us and we're going towards this like, we, we want to access wholeness. You know, we feel like a little bit wounded and we're looking, we're looking to feel whole and we do that through, um, we used to do that through spirituality and religion and, and look, look, look to God, right? To find the sense of completion and wholeness. And now in Western culture, we tend to do, we tend to do that search with relationship, with romantic relationship. It's like the place, it's like your, your other half, you know, you look for the, that, that place to feel whole. And rather than that classic structure, I think the masculine and feminine can really help us access the different parts of ourselves so that we feel whole within ourselves rather than searching for something external to fill our voids. So I think it's a really interesting structure of duality. Um, you know, and, and in Indian, um, in Hindu mythology, that's how, that's how it happened. It was like this entity that incarnated into the world. And then when he came, well, he or she, the entity came into the world, they got divided, split into two, into Shiva and Shakti, right? And it's like, they're always looking for each other Right? And they can't live with each other because they're seeking that wholeness again. So I think that um, that parallelism within self is really beautiful. It's really beautiful. And yeah, yeah. And if we um, if we know that both energies um, are existing within us, then wholeness is basically balancing out the feminine and the masculine energy within ourselves so we can actually um be our own goddess and god you know like being yeah. again the creator yeah and it's funny because i i did a class about this topic a few weeks ago and somebody asked me but samantha what if what if we're whole within ourselves does that mean we'll just be alone the rest of our lives and we won't want to be in relationship <laughs> i'm like great question no what it means is that we will choose to consciously be with one another, but not out of a place of wounding and codependency and feeling that I can't live without the other, you know? And then we move from this space of like desperation and victimhood to this place of being like, I don't need to be with anyone or I'm going to die, but I choose to because my life is more beautiful to share it with someone else. Right. Mm -hmm. And we come from a place of being able to give rather than a place of wanting to take and seeing what I can get in return because I'm not enough, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, exactly. And also, if it's balanced out, then um, we actually can choose to uh, to create a relationship or to create whatever we want in the outside world because we are more complete in the inner world. So basically, it's just you know balancing those energies out just um, kickstarts and activates an energy that is so radiate radiant and like people are going to notice and you know going to be like wow who's that like and then you get to choose who you want to spend time with and and then relationships are absolutely super possible to that yeah you become like magnetic you know <laughs> totally mm, yeah. 100% yeah so so how does the we go back to the wounded um, masculine and feminine energy how does that look like how could like a cycle of you know the wounded hurting the wounded <laughs> and then you know this thing going on how could it look like yeah um there's many different ways in which it can play out but let's say that like the wounded masculine um shows up as like um overly competitive right and like needs to be right um, it's very like guarded, um, like, you know, almost like this macho, right? Like culture um, needs to always prove it's, it's also like isolated. So it pushes people away. It doesn't want it. What doesn't want to need anyone um, because it's too scared to ask for help. Right. Because when you're coming from the wounds, there's a deep um, fear of not being enough. Right. There's a fear of abandonment. There's a fear of rejection. There's, you don't think you're enough. So the way people treat you define your self-worth, let's say. So there's like a lot to protect um, so that people don't see any of your weaknesses. And and yeah, it's, it's very like um, very rigid. Like that's the word of the, the wounded masculine. Um, and obviously it can become dominant. It can become overly aggressive, right? Um, and then, and then the wounded feminine, just to give the idea is, um, all over the place, right? So it like dumps emotionally, um, um, overly indulging, right? Like with body, with self, everything. Um, and very much also like the, the wounded feminine is like the damsel in distress. It's like, oh, somebody come save me, you know? Like, I can't do it by myself, right? It's like this very, um, yeah, just, um, and, and the, funny, the funny thing is that the wounded feminine is basically a feminine that hasn't integrated the masculine. And the wounded masculine is, 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 a, is, a, is a masculine that hasn't integrated the feminine. The only way to shift from the wounded into the sacred or the divine or the highest form of the masculine or feminine is by integrating the opposite. Mm -hmm. yeah? yeah. Because it's like, it's like if the wounded feminine, imagine the wounded feminine is, you know, um, addicted to emotion and to drama and overly, yeah, like just gossiping all the time and um, chaotic and all over the place. And, and it's like the, the wounded feminine, her emotions get the best of her or him, right? Because it could be a guy, but you know, it, it, the emotions, the, 
dominate her, right? But when she, when the wounded feminine brings in the masculine, right? And it's like, no, <laughs> you know, hold on. You're feeling this, right? And it could be, okay, go, you, you need to take time off. Go for 30 minutes and go cry, right? This is the masculine coming in to protect the feminine fiercely. But what would, what would it do if it's not integrated, right? Or it, let's say the other way around, right? Let's say the wounded masculine is operating and then sadness comes up, right? No room, there's no room for sadness in the wounded masculine, right? It's like completely shut out, completely shut out. And what happens, it turns into anger, which is usually the secondary emotion. Anger is usually a secondary emotion. It's a mask for sadness you know um so basically yeah it's it's like the when the wounded feminine if the wounded feminine brings in the masculine it starts to become a bit more balanced and integrated into this beautiful divine feminine of a woman that is intuitive allow and again woman a man that allows him or herself to feel right that but the emotions and the feelings don't own her or dominate her or dictate her life she still has a self-awareness and a presence and can watch those emotions and can choose when and how to express them right she's not just like blah right there's that 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 thing that contains the water let's say we were talking about the wounded masculine and the wounded feminine okay mm -hmm. and how the wounded masculine and feminine show up and how really the wounded feminine hasn't integrated the masculine and the wounded masculine hasn't integrated the feminine, right? So we want there, we want, regardless of gender, everyone to be able to access both sides. And one of the things that I was saying is that it is completely normal for some genders, like, for example, it's totally normal, like most women, most women are more in their feminine and most men are more in their masculine. Most doesn't mean every. Okay, let's, this is, I think, really important for everyone to understand, right? There are a lot of differences, like neurological differences and biological differences between men and women. And that's fine and that's normal. Yeah, that's beautiful. And the point is that, like, there's also a lot of women that have more of a masculine pull. And there's also a lot of men that have more of a feminine pull. And that's totally fine, right? It's just understanding these things. Like, I have a lot of masculine energy. A lot. Right. In fact, so much so that I have been way more in my masculine for most of my life. And that's why I do all of this feminine embodied work. Right. Because I've had mm -hmm. to and I and I used to have and I think it's cool when we bring in really concrete examples like these. I used to be in my wounded masculine often. Like I used to be like I used to debate everything. I used to always have to be right if I was wrong. Or, or like somebody proved me wrong or something, my heart, I would just feel like, <gasps> like I was wrong as a human being. Like, like, you know, it was terrible. And I used to get really aggressive. Um, yeah, I was really defensive about everything. And wow. that's, that's like super interesting because uh, before in the first uh, conversation, when you were explaining the wounded masculine, I could identify more with uh, attributes of this than from the um, wounded feminine. And it's so interesting, you know, to, 
to feel that within me I was like I felt like um like trapped you know I was like oh no busted <laughs> you know and that's <laughs> interesting that that this was coming up and it reminds me also of um like when I do when I give like energy healings um I dive into or I look into the chakras and I see um what kind of balance it has um and like I work with a pendulum and it shows me if it's um balanced out between the yin and the yang or if it's you know going too much into the like um into the uh, not conscious unconscious yin or is it in the unconscious yang and then how yeah and I bring like the energy of for example if it's in the unconscious yin I bring a bit of yang in this chakra and I don't you know I don't take it from me or from the outside and because if in one chakra there's um too much yin in another chakra there's too much yang so for example Mm. it could be like in the um in the root chakra there's like too much yin and you feel like uh not being able to trust or you're just like um like floaty and not knowing where you belong to and then you overthink things overly too much you know and you're like in your head all the time and um, you're very like logical and don't trust yourself so we have here we have like a um very strong yang and in the root chakra we have a very strong yin so what i do is i bring the yang energy more into the yin and the yin automatically moves over there so it's going to be balanced out and that's like you know then the the um the consciousness is just or you're just being aware of uh the things that you're thinking and the things that you're feeling and about your um yeah about your connection so in this moment that you are aware you have the ability to take another perspective you know and that's what what we're basically doing you know with the work of diving into more divine feminine and divine masculine energy it's just rising the awareness and to see where we yeah where where we are not in balance so we can change that a hundred percent. I love that work that you were just explaining. That's a, an amazing way to not really, because that's how it plays out. It's where there's an excess of a one, there's an excess of the other um, somewhere else. So yeah, that's interesting. And it's interesting that you could see that as well in yourself, that, that wounded masculine um, playing out. One of the other ways as well, maybe this is um, useful, that the wounded feminine shows up in me still sometimes is um, like, I get a bit overwhelmed by emotion and it's, it's like when you don't have, when you don't trust your masculine to contain, there's this spilling factor. So it's almost like you, you feel like it's too much or it's somebody I need to call somebody like, it, like, it's like this desperate feeling energy. And then if you just kind of breathe and take a pause and it's like, you got this, you know, like, you I can allow you I can allow you to feel you can feel right it becomes like it gets out of this like victimhood it's like oh like why me why do I feel so much you know? <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about so funny. <laughs> 
yeah yeah and and it's so funny now i've noticed something really interesting happening for the past like year uh not really more than that but i noticed really strongly lately i feel yeah these like victim thoughts come up or emotions within me right like oh like why um, you know why am i in this situation again or something like that and like two seconds later my masculine comes in and is like get over your bullshit like no and then my feminine's like, yeah, you're right. Okay, and we're over that. Okay, go on. <laughs> just, just like instantly, boom. It's like, it's like we're over with that, right? I'm like, yeah, we are done. You know, <laughs> like, like I forgot that that wasn't the way I functioned anymore. And it's instant. It used to take longer, right? Like, oh, you, you know, two seconds max. And my yeah. masculine and my feminine are just in relation. They're like, boom, boom. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, interesting. Um, I was yesterday. I was going out with a friend, and she has a um, she has a baby boy, and it was so interesting just to observe him. How you know, from one second to another, his emotions just change. You know, and they were. I I love how how kids are actually connected to their own intuition before the whole conditioning starts, you know? And they're like, you know, having one emotion and you'd be like, hey, um, okay, do you want to play something else? And they'd be like, oh yeah, let's do that. And it's not something like distraction, it's just um, allowing the emotion to be there and to give it space, you know, but also to offer something else and to transmute the energy and then it just clicks and it happens and it just flows and everything is fine, you know? And um, of course, you know, feelings, if they're coming up and they're not solved, if they're still um, very, yeah, very part, a big part of the trauma and of the, and, and creating patterns, then of course the emotion has to be looked at and it has to be felt in its whole volume and space. Um, but if this is done and the pattern is just coming up, then it's very nice to allow the masculine energy to, yeah, to kind of take control over that and be like, hey, do you, do you really need that? Or, or is that something from a past thing and we're still doing that? <laughs> and you'd be like, well, no, actually not. Exactly, exactly. And that's where like one can't exist without the other. This is so important to remember, you know? it doesn't exist it's like matter and air one has to exist for the other one to exist i want to say something from what you were saying ah uh, yeah and this is the problem of the world that we've been living in um that has denied and shamed the feminine and the emotional body and the emotional world is that we have so much um unprocessed emotion which that's what trauma is Tra trauma is unprocessed emotion we have so much unprocessed emotion that we need so many spaces and moments and layers and like years, right, of dedicating ourselves to our healing. And like, and normally emotions like in the body last 90 seconds about could last a few minutes. Like if you just like, like children, right, if you just let them through boom right it just automatically flows okay i was angry i did i screamed and now it's gone <laughs> but what we do because we're so much in masculine overdrive right we feel 
And then the masculine comes in because this is how we're conditioned. Is like, no, you're not allowed to feel. Feeling sadness uh -huh. is bad feeling. Anger is bad feeling. Guilt is bad feeling. Everything you fucking feel except joy is bad, you know? And so we're not allowed to feel anything and we just keep layering up, mm. you know? And it's, it's just like, a, it's a terrible way to live. So a lot of the revolution of welcoming the feminine back is like, oh my God, permission to fucking feel. Is it okay if I curse on here? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's like permission to fucking feel, right? That's what we need. And actually, that's a book. There's a book that I freaking love from the founder of, uh, what is he, the director of the Harvard Center for Emotional Intelligence, Mark Brackett. And the book is called Permission to Feel. And I think that's what the world needs right now. That's part of the biggest message of the bringing back of the feminine is permission to feel. Without yeah, feeling, without yeah. feeling or judging that what we're feeling is wrong, that our emotions are wrong, you know, because the feminine is not wrong. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, I immediately like have a situation in my head where um, I remember having having a very conscious man sitting with me and being very present, and me having emotions that arise. And I needed to cry, you know, and the first thought um, normally would be, oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I have to cry. Like, what the fucking heck? What? <laughs> what? Why should I be sorry, you know, for emotions to come through? And um, in that moment when I had this very conscious man being there and holding the space, I just, you know, I just cried. It happened. And then it, it just left. And everything was fine and nothing has been judged, you know, and this is what we're doing. We're judging everything that's coming up. But actually, if you take away the judgment, then it's just a feeling and then it's absolutely fine. And if you don't take it personally, if you don't, you know, identify with the feelings of another person, then um, like so much growth can happen because then you can actually just be, you know, it's like a whole other dimension yeah no absolutely and and it is it is really interesting for me i had never like connected exactly how we're connecting connecting it now like the relation between emotional intelligence and the masculine and the feminine because emotional intelligence is one of the things i like teach the most and it is emotional intelligence means like basically the integration of the feminine and the masculine in a in, with very with a very high level of self-awareness I allow like my masculine is in place to observe to witness to name right to see if it's the right moment or not to express it right and to perhaps create the time and space required if now is not the moment in order to express that right so that it doesn't come out as passive aggressiveness or resentment or uh, some sort of, you know, blow up because it, I got triggered randomly um, and it was building up and I wasn't aware of that, right? So it doesn't come up in those other ways. So yeah, yeah, really interesting. Mm. Wow. Oh, wow, it's going so, uh, so deep. Um, and I think still we only have scratched the surface of the whole thing because what, what I find much more interesting than just the theory is how do I heal 
how do I heal my um, wounded feminine and how do I heal the, the toxic masculine energy within me? Um, so do you have like tools how to do that? Because I mean, every, every single person is doing it in a different way. And, um, but maybe there are like a few things that can help us to do that or to connect with that or to ask what is good for our bodies and to work through it yeah yeah I think that you know first it's important to kind of everything begins with the self-awareness right like just seeing yourself observing yourself like a lot of tests and assessments are really good for that because they allow you to kind of see where you're at you know it's like okay so that that initial awareness of oh am I how comfortable am I with my masculine how comfortable am I with my feminine, right? Just that simple question, where, where, what, what parts of myself do I not feel comfortable embodying? Like, do I apologize when I cry, right? Um, or am I, you know, where, where am I? I think that that initial point is, is really important. And I think where you're feeling pain in your life, the most painful situations and moments or places are the best place to start, right? And it's a big question because obviously like, you know, how do, it's like basically asking, how do we heal? <laughs> it's like, um, so it's like, well, the basic... first you do this, then you add yeah. a little bit of something. <laughs> Three-step process. <laughs> wow, I this hate these YouTube videos so much. Like, here are three steps how to get somewhere. And I'm like, stop it. <laughs> hack your way into healing. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no hack. Um, it's definitely um, showing up for the work every single day for as long as it takes, you know. It doesn't mean that healing has to be the center of your entire life. For yeah. people like me and you, we're healers, so it likely is, <laughs> you know, but it doesn't mean that it has to be for everyone. But there should be a dedicated healing time and space. And for some people, it is their yoga practice, right? It is daily meditation and just sitting. For some other, you know, some of my coaching clients, I literally prescribe dancing for at least 30 minutes per day to reconnect with the feminine, right? So in my, in my containers where in my 12-week program or meditations and membership, like I bring a lot of everything from the meditation, but not only in stillness, also with movement, right? And also with the dance. And just really balancing between these two. We bring in the talking and the conversations. Um, there's a lot of um, things we heal and understand by seeing ourselves mirrored in the other. right? By being vulnerable. We have a lot of shame. A lot of shame. And shame is a social emotion. It can really only be put there by other people. So we can't heal our shame by ourselves. Yeah. Like if you lived in the jungle by yourself, you would like your whole life, you would never have shame because there would be nobody to say, oh, you know, shame on you for this. Like there would be no, you know, no sense of feeling bad for who you are, feeling that you're wrong. The only reason we feel shame or wrong is because there's a point of comparison of something else that's right and somebody telling us that we're wrong. And that's usually built in our childhood, right? So the only way to really heal shame as a social emotion is to have others actually say, no, it's okay. okay. Right. And to be able to bring um, the things we're ashamed 
of out of the shadows and share them with others. So in groups or in men's circles, women's circles, right? When you're actually sharing the things you're the most ashamed of and you're not shamed or judged for them, that is deeply healing, mm-hmm. you know, deeply, deeply healing. So, you know, these are just some ways. And, and ultimately though, I do think like, I think everyone needs a healer or a mentor or a coach or a workshop, like somebody to hold space for them. Like I've been craving that. I finished working with a coach a few months ago and I miss when I don't have a really special sacred place for healing where I don't have to have my shit together, where I'm not the healer, where I'm not the coach, you know? Um, we, we, I think those spaces are absolutely essential in everyone's life. Yeah. That was a bit of a big answer, like, you know, um, but yeah. I love it because, um, yeah, it's, uh, I remember a situation where we did like a workshop on a festival um, about shame. The, the teacher was just asking um, and there were like lines in the room and the the middle point in the room was like, I feel very, like a lot of shame. And so she asked different kind of questions and you could position yourself wherever what in in the like in the measurement of how much shame you actually feel and that was like a super good point and then we um she allowed us to share what kind of shame we feel and you see that in the faces of the others be like oh wow she feels that too you know it's it's like um seeing that somebody else has has the same pattern and then realizing wait it's it's actually not important what other people think or what other people judge in that moment and yeah to to open again to um yeah to allow that shame to just pass away and to release the real emotion behind that you know yeah yeah totally and you know i think speaking of that cycle that i didn't really mention but that we can talk about now there there is so much shame both in the feminine there's shame in the feminine like a lot of women um or men that are in their feminine we feel shame around feeling too much Right. And there's this thing of like being too much and I'm too much. Like I have that come up sometimes. Right. And um, there's a lot of shame in the masculine for many things for um, even for their own sexuality. Right. And we, we've shamed a lot men wanting or, you know, um, sex and we've made them feel bad and guilty for that. Or now you know, toxic, not toxic, um, wounded feminism has shamed men and the patriarchy. I did, you know, I'm going to launch this talk I did on, on my Spotify just on this topic that I did last week because it's huge, right? And, and so we can't, we can't bring the feminine forth from a place of shaming the masculine because we're just getting in this terrible cycle. Right. And so it's the, the the terrible cycle that we've been living in. And I think everyone can really have experience is the masculine thinking, the feminine, the man thinking the woman's crazy. 
right? And the woman thinking the man's just not present, is emotionally stunted and stupid, right? And just wants sex. <laughs> and it's like this, you know, it's this terrible, terrible cycle. Um, and I think that's, we all want to get out of that. You know, we don't want to judge the feminine as crazy or all over the place or, you know, I think a lot of the judging of the feminine has also come from a deep fear of the masculine, right? Because when we're in the wounded masculine, we need control and it's being overly controlling. And the feminine is fucking magic. Crazy, you're going to try to control that, right? You can't control that chaos. You can't control that flow. And the way to, like, manage the fear around that loss of control has been to repress it and hold it down, right? And we see that with, you know, um, back in, women have always held a lot of that magic and that intuitive healing. And that's why all of the witches were burnt at the stake, right? And why um, religion and, and, and governments back in the day completely shamed anything that was supernatural because of the, of the fear of what that might cause and them losing control. And when we when we stop wanting to have control and being that rigidity over all of those structures, we can allow, right, that magic and that change and that flow and that living more based on intuition, but still not saying fuck you to the masculine. That's not what we want to do. <laughs> right? We want to say we want to say f you to the polarization. We want to say f you to the shame and the judgment of any of the two parts of both the masculine or the feminine, because we're, what we're really, really craving, you know, as feminists, let's say I've never called myself that, but I am a big defender of the feminine, but, and the masculine, right. But is the integration of it back, right. Mm. Not it, it shoving its way in like the masculine does, right. Aggressively, no, it has to be a different way so that we can we can integrate. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And the thing that you were doing just with your hands is exactly what's happening because it's not like mm -hmm. this. No, it's like that, and they're you know moving with each other. And I think when um, I see that movie scene now and um, how or the way that it's. Uh, possible to to combine these two beautiful energies is um, to stay in contact you know if somebody is like deeply healed and um, yeah like a man and a woman are uh, being present with each other then these two energies can actually meld into each other and they can uh, flow with each other and then the man you know he doesn't have to control the whole space you know it's just you know the edges wherever the woman is um you know touching the edges while she's dancing he just has to be there and be like you know like this is the space here like he doesn't have to do the whole thing and like taking control over something um is yeah, it's just giving giving the space, I guess. Giving the space is a very different wording than um, controlling something because control has immediately that association of um, 
yeah, of being very forced to do something. And, uh, but it's rather to open up the space for uh, change and for inspiration, for creativity, for everything that is happening within, you know? And, and I want to add something to that. I think um, something that not a lot of people talk about that is absolutely essential is that in, in, in man-woman relationships, let's say, where a woman is more in her feminine and a ma man is more in her masculine, the woman also has to have the ability to go in her masculine and hold space for the, for the, for the men. Absolutely. It doesn't yes. work otherwise because... Yeah. Um, the man will never feel fully seen and heard and will not want to commit. Yeah. And yeah, it, because he has emotions as well, of course, and they have to, you know, take up space as well. And then the woman has to be there and hold him and, you know, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when, when a man is too much in this, like, oh, I just want to be free, you know, no commitment, like is because it does feel like being with the feminine is too much because it is too much <laughs> because if all he has to do when he's with her all of the time is hold space that is tiring that is tiring nobody wants that so it is so much easier not to commit and to just be around and you know it, it really is but when you know a masculine man sees that a woman um has her masculine and has her things to do and can contain herself and has a life and her purpose and her direction, right? He's like, oh, you know, it's like, it, it, it's a different dynamic. It's a different oh. dynamic. Um, and I think that's a lot where it has to go. Cause I, I, I studied, uh, not formally, but I've informally studied a lot of Tantra over the past years. And there's some teachers that I feel like, polarize way too much like the masculine the man has to be the masculine and the woman has to be the feminine and at some I was reading this book once um by David Data called The Way of the Superior Man brilliant book love it but like I was reflecting on it a few years later and I'm like it's like you know he makes the feminine look like this fucking wave that can't control herself and that is all over the place and the man has to come and contain it and like Sorry, I have access to my own masculine too. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to be like a wave all over the place having this man that needs to just contain me because I don't have control over myself, right? No, no. I understand where, I mean, it's still useful to understand the dynamic, right? But yeah. I do believe more in the integration within self as well. Yeah, yeah, I understand fully. Um, I just want to... Um, maybe open the space for people to ask a question. If you do have a question, then ask. I would be very much interested in, yeah, what you're maybe thinking. So, um, and yeah, is how, how do you think a world could look like with like healed, healed masculine and feminine energies? Like, I don't know, there is like many, many versions, many visions that can come up now, but just, just asking. Yeah, that is a ginormous question. That is a great question. Um, 
I probably, this is great because I probably would like to think about this and visualize more, especially since now I know that manifestors in human design can <laughs> manifest through visualizing. <laughs> and Absolutely. I think that w one of the ways that I see it clearly is the educational system being radically different, right? Wow. Yeah, and that's one of my biggest passions is education. So I do see um, there being, rather than, so much external knowledge in um, in the educational system, a lot more connection to self, connection to body, emotional management, nutrition, um, emotional intelligence, right? So a lot more spaces for, for that. So that's one of the, the ways that I see it play out. And then I imagine also in the structures we have, right? We, we can't live without structure because that is the masculine, right? I, otherwise it turns into this crazy anarchy, right? Like, no, everyone cannot do what they want all of the time. I mean, we can when there's a certain level of consciousness, but we're so far from that, you know? And so I imagine a world where the structures we have give room for fluidity. It's like, you know, we pre there's structures and there's protection, but it gives how exactly that looks like. It depends on the structure. There's a more complex conversation, but it's like, do you get me? There's more of a flow and room for intuition and emotions. For example, I'm going to actually give a small example. Um, and, and one of my friends does this. Um, she's the CEO of this amazing um, business of all women. And she brings in the, the, the stages of the menstrual cycle into the functioning of the team, right? So it's like everyone knows what stage of their menstrual cycle they're on. Each of the four weeks have names. Everyone's like, where are you at, right? Everything has to get done. There's still results and KPIs and all that. But there's this flexibility around which stage of your cycle you're at and what you can dedicate more or less time to depending on that stage. On which stage? That sounds and, like an amazing life. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is the one, well, it's my friend Ren, and she's the one I did this podcast on the wounded feminism that's going to come out soon. So yeah, yeah. we're going to, yeah, she's incredible. And so it's like, yeah, how can we create more structures that allow for the feminine and allow for the changes and the shifts? and the emotions and the connection to the body and the listening to the body, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. And, and in relation. Yeah, go on. <laughs> and it's um, also uh, what I see is like in education, then also teaching the men or the masculine energy within all of us, um, how to, how to have a bigger understanding, like a cognitive way of, um, yeah, understanding the the feminine way of moving and yeah, then growing through this, you know, it's like, um, I, I just imagine a school, I'm so happy that you brought this up because I thought of a very different uh, vision and, you know, seeing kids being connected to themselves and not getting so much information from the outside, but rather relying on that information and that wisdom that is within us is like a wholly different world because then uh, what we would actually have 
um, when they're done with school and that at that time is like many individuals knowing how to uh, work and co-create with each other. Boom, it's like, we're done. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Without without this crazy drive of competing and having to prove yourself. And that really just kills our capacity to create. Right? Like from, yeah, we all have such beautiful gifts, you know, um, and talents and unique experiences that we can give and create with but we're so busy like comparing ourselves to everyone else and trying to fit into these boxes that we end up killing all of the beauty and the joy and the gifts that we have inside. And so like, I want to see a world and an educational system where it brings out the, it brings out the things that we're good at, the things that bring us to life, like where we feel that everything we are is for a reason and we're here to build and create and give that which we are and have inside not trying to be something else we're not our whole lives mm. yeah well that's so, been it's been it's been pretty big amina <laughs> we've covered a lot of points in this conversation i think so too and i think it's a lot to digest for everybody who was listening and um, I think we're gonna just you know maybe cut here and yeah just see where it where yeah how things evolve I guess yeah um thank you for this and for being part of the healing and I want to hear more about this healing that you do as well because it sounds amazing um and for being part of this because I think that it's these conversations and this awareness that has to happen right now for this healing the collective is going through. So yeah, um, thank you so much for the invitation. Mm, thank you so much for joining. And I love this conversation and everything that happened in between was just, you know, just as it was. And, That's um, what it had to be, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> People got notified again in the second so, round. Have Good. a beautiful day and <laughs> yeah. Thank you, my dear. Hope to come see you in Greece soon. <laughs> I hope you liked and enjoyed this episode. And as always, I would love if you leave me a comment under my Instagram profile um, and the episode picture. And yeah, I'm just wishing you a beautiful day with all this new information that you have gotten through this podcast episode. And yeah, see you soon.